It's interesting to me. I, I know that within my own heart, there, there's always kind of a, a tug of war. Maybe it, with you too, between trying to be reasonable and uh, risk inspective and, and trying to be wise and, uh, and, and then wanting to sign up for the adventure too. I, I, I'm familiar with what must have torn inside that young guy's heart in that moment before he turned his back on that door. There's a story in the Old Testament where the children of God are still being called into that promised land for which Abram had set out. They'd been years in slavery and and Moses has brought them out and they're traveling towards the promised land and they get outside of Canaan again and Moses sends 12 spies into, you'll find it in Numbers uh, chapter 13. He sends 12 spies into uh, the promised land to spy it out. It's interesting to me that Jesus says, behold, I have placed isn't that great? We, we don't have to find it. These doors find us. Behold, I have... Behold? Yeah, look. Look. Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Help me notice. See? Help me notice you're open. Behold. I have placed a door. Go into the land and spy it out. This is going to become an experiment with us, not just a think about it thing. This week, I want you to try an open door experience, and I'll talk about that. But once we start walking through our own lives with these kinds of eyes just to what's happening around us, I hope we go beyond that. I hope we come to spy out Broken Era in Tulsa. You know, at this point, someone asked me not too long ago, a question came to me that was this, and that is, what is the greatest need in Broken Arrow? I don't know. I don't know. What is that greatest need? What are those needs that are crying out for God's people to make it? Did you know? Notice that as Allie went and did what she did, what was her, what was her mission statement? That we would basically bless others through physical fitness. When we go into this world and people in the world realize that we're there as a blessing, they start getting curious about the source of that flow. And she said people that were exercising in their gym actually came to her and asked them to sponsor Bible studies. Let us in on the secret. But but, but too often we as churches are so consumed with getting people to come to our dynamic worship and our dynamic speaking. And it's totally irrelevant. They're just hurting where they are. And no one's showed up to bless them. No one has had that same kind of generous heart that Christ has had with us. Behold. They went into the promised land and they checked it out and they came back. And just like as often with that, there's, 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 there's more than one report. And it was actually two against ten. Do you remember? Ten of them said there's no way we can go. Those Canaanite boys are grain-fed Hosses, they're giants. 
If, if, if we go into that land, they will squash us like, uh, like grasshoppers. That's actually what they said. That is not Crispus paraphrase. This is, they will make squash bugs of us. Do you hear the sound effects? That's us. If we try to go there, 10 of them, but the report was the same. Those same 10 guys came back with, with the grapes from there. This was a land flowing with milk and honey. There was all kinds of opportunity in there, all kinds of potential. And, and they all saw it. It is just what God has promised, right? But 10 of them came back and said, there's no way we're going. And two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, if God is with us, surely we will go into the land because God has re- removed their protection from him. And God is what? With us. There was a reason that Joshua and Caleb had eyes to see the same door differently. What was it? I think it's that somehow, in their own inner walkings with God, they had been so with God that when they got to that open door, they had no doubt about who was going to be on the other side. Open doors. And interestingly enough, the rich young guy that refused the door, why did Jesus say he refused the door? Jesus goes on to say, it's almost impossible for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? It's as hard as as a camel. It would be for a camel to, to crawl through the eye of a needle. Boy, that's stripping it pretty thin. Right? It's, it's harder. Why? Because we, we've got all these, this baggage and conditions that we need supplied before we're willing to take courage and faith and walk through. Why? Why? Jesus said, it's impossible with men. But what? All things are possible with God. The kingdom breaking in on the inside is what empowers us to even have the courage to walk through the doors on the outside. He wanted discipleship. He wanted this full life that Jesus was talking about. He just thought the price tag was a little high. Right? But what he didn't understand is that all that he had given to it would still be a bargain. Jesus wanted to give him a a, a full life. So let's behold. Let's recognize and notice the open doors that God is putting before. This this week, I'd like to challenge you. I'd like to challenge you to consider this open door experiment. And in our home teams this week, we will be talking about what happened when we tried to pull this off. Uh, if, if your home teams meet tonight, you'll obviously be talking about it next week. But we, we can all get started on it together. And, and it's, it's simple. It's simple, Simon. Number one, wake up in the morning and open the door for the one that's already knocking. Wake up in the morning and simply turn your heart to the door, Christ, who gives you access to the Father. Turn your heart to Christ and, and simply say, 
Lord, Lord Jesus, hang out with me today. Hang out with me right now. Let me sense your presence. Let, give me your heart for people and for this world. And I trust that no matter what doors you put in front of me today, if they're God-opened doors, you will open my eyes that I might see them, that we might start in that moment a little adventure of walking together through this day. It, practical as it can get. But, but, but my, my hope is that that whole day, wherever you are and whatever you do, over breakfast, on the commute to work, what happens at work, or who you go with at lunch, uh, what condition your family's in when you come home, and who there is to talk to, and who's needing a, 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 a listening ear, what, whatever happens that day, you have attentiveness. To maybe this is God's open door. Now, this is the thing. You will probably never know if it was God's open door or not unless you walk through it. Right? I'm calling you out of Ur, of the Chaldeans, even out of Haran, which was kind of a, a halfway effort, you know? Abram went as far as Haran and then hung out there till his dad died, and then eventually went on to... Don't get stuck in a ran. With the, with, with the one toe in, one toe out, halfway there kind of stuff. I hope we don't do that with Aspen Creek. I hope we don't get stuck in a ran. Well, we go over there and we volunteer a few times. But we don't give it our full effort. We kind of stop halfway. And we never know the fullness of hanging out at a PTA meeting until the kids that we've loved on all night say, uh, Mommy, Mommy, I want you to meet Mr. Chris. Or Mr. Jeff, or Mr. Joe, or whoever it is that's been scooting around with them on the floor that night. I, 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 why, why? You don't charge for this? No. Why do you do this? Uh, I enjoy blessing people. What is wrong with you? Do, do you understand? So wake up in the morning, give that commitment to God, ask him to be a part of the journey that day, celebrate that, that inward breaking already, and then, and then go out into your world open. Oh, to God's open doors that he will place. You don't, have to go, you don't have to make any plans to go do something pious or religious. Please don't. If you go into that day absorbed with your plan, you'll probably completely miss the doors that God puts in front of you. Right? I, I know you'll probably have other things to do that day, but we've got to get used to this one foot in our daytimer, one foot, one eye peeled for God. Right? A one day open day experiment where we just say God uses me. And if we're willing to do that, if we'll walk through that door, we will discover some things. We will not only be discovering opportunities from God and acting with God, the result will be glory for God. Others will be blessed and they will see God in that blessing and 
And as we bless others, we become more and more his workmanship, taking on his passion for people, his compassion for others. As you walk through those days on that open day experience, notice people, notice needs, notice nudges. We are his workmanship. As he works through us, something inside us gets changed. We might discover that that we still haven't found. What a difference it will make, not only in the world, but for us. What a difference a door makes. And and if you want an image for that as we close this morning, I want you to think of Ebenezer Scrooge. Blessed. Oh, did he have blessings, right? Richest man in town, Ebenezer. But he was Scrooge. Full life? Hardly. Full bank account? Probably, right? But but, but what transformed him? Why is he a man with a melted heart and joy at the end of that story? That's his picture down there at the bottom, holding up. What's the little guy's name? Tiny Tim, right? Why? Because he had discovered that the context for this fully blessed life is not a church service. Ooh. It's being who God has called us to be in the world. Right? It's discovering God bless us. Everyone. And being not just one who understands that, but one who is living in the very flow of the heart of the Father into this world. Sign me up for more of that. If that's where God's opened doors lead, I'm all in. But we will discover those open doors only after we've invited in he who knocks at the door. If it's a door from God, It leads to an experience with God. You can become one of those that are looking for those open doors all the time with all the rest of us. We'll fumble through it together. (laughs) And it'll be an exciting adventure. But it starts with the door. With coming to him. saying whatever it is I'm surrendered whatever it is I'm all in I'll take off the backpack of all my baggage just to get through the entryway of that camel eyed door you know that little camel Lord I, I, I come on my knees saying come in that you might come out If this morning you would come to Christ or you would join this door-taking bunch, the door to our church is as open as the door to Christ. Be a door-taker with us. Would you pray with me? 
Lord God, this morning as we uh, close yet another worship service, God, would it be presumptuous to ask for a new adventure? Maybe, God, that adventure is before us right now. Maybe it will come before us. But we trust you to put your opened doors before us. Give us eyes to see that now and progressively more and more so in the future, we will recognize your opened doors. And I have a heart that's already so sure of you that we can say yes to them. Lord Jesus, right now, for each of us, would you individually, by your spirit, frame the door that you put before us in this moment. Take our hand and walk us through. In your holy name we pray. As we all stand asking for eyes to see.